Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. As we continue in the Advent season, I thought it would make sense for us to talk about what we know as the Christmas story. But Jesus had other plans, so... (laughs) For this week, we are going, in part of next week, we're looking at the I Am statements of Jesus. We're going to start chronologically with the first one recorded, where Jesus says in John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. Those who come to me will never be hungry. Those who believe in me will never be thirsty. I love the I am statements of Jesus. I feel like in a world where there's so much that's untrustworthy and so much that changes, I don't know about you, but I'm still freaking out that Pluto's a planet. Pluto's not a planet. Is Pluto a planet or not? Because when I was a kid, Pluto was a planet. It was my favorite planet, probably because it was tiny and I was tiny. But I'm going off track. So I am grateful that in a world where things are constantly changing, I can hold on to Jesus. And I can hold on to Jesus' I am statements. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, Those who come to me will never be hungry. Those who believe me will never be thirsty. We need to understand the context of why he's saying that. First of all, actually, before we go into the context, let's pause and reflect. We're going to pause and reflect straight out the gate. When are times where you've held on to the knowledge that Jesus is the bread of life? What does that mean to you? And we'll be right back. When I think about what it means to me that Jesus is the bread of life, to me, it means that Jesus is nourishment. Jesus is everything we could ever need. We know that bread was a really big part of the meal at the time of the culture and in that area of the world. And and for a lot of areas of the world, bread is still a really big part of the meal, um, despite in the United States, all of the, the outcry against carbs and bread. <laughs> but when I think about Jesus being the bread of life, to me it means that he is my nourishment. He is my strength, my source of strength. He is what I truly need to survive. We hear about um, people being able to survive on bread and water alone. And so I think it's not strange that Jesus said those who come to me will never be hungry those who believe in me will never be thirst and we know that Jesus told the um, Samaritan woman at the well that he had living water that he was living water and so I think that when I think about Jesus being the bread of life I think about how he says that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God and we know that Jesus is the word so it all makes sense to me that when we need to fill ourselves with something that's going to sustain us and going to help us, then what we should be filling ourselves with is the Word of God. It's Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit, through saturating ourselves in the Word of God. And I know that for me, when things are stressful and it feels like life is spinning out of control, when I'm able to sit and settle myself and read the Word of God or quote the Word of God to myself, speak it over my life, it really does shift the atmosphere and it really does help me tremendously. So let's look at the context. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Those who come to me will never be hungry. Those who believe in me will never be thirsty in verse 35. And this is coming after he has actually 
done multiple miracles in John chapter 6. And I really want to encourage you to read all of John chapter 6 because we won't have time to go through all of it today. But there's a large crowd and this is where Jesus wants to feed all the people after um, he was ministering to them and they were following him and he sits down on a hill and he's talking. And it's funny to me because it's almost the Passover festival and we know that you can't have regular bread during Passover. You can't have anything that rises, anything with yeast. And yet it's not quite Passover so they could have all the bread they wanted. But we know that this is one of the stories where Jesus sits down and feeds the 5,000. And so if you go into John chapter 6 and you scroll back or you turn back up, flip or scroll, however you read your Bible, whether it's electronic or in your hands, when Jesus says in John chapter 6, verse 10, verses 10, 11, and 12, start in verse 10. Make the people sit down, Jesus told them. There was a lot of grass there. So all the people sat down. There were about 5,000 men. I want to pause for one second here. Um, there are about 5,000 men, which means that there are more than 5,000 people because there were women and children there also. And we know that because we know that right before that, Andrew has told... Um, has said to Jesus that there's a boy there that has five loaves of barley bread and two fish. So, going to verse 11. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks to God, and distributed it to the people who were sitting there. He did the same with the fish, and they all had as much as they wanted. When they were all full, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces left over, let us not waste any. So they gathered them all up and filled twelve baskets with the pieces left over from the five barley loaves which the people had eaten. So there's this huge miracle, right, that involves bread and fish. And then a little later on, <laughs> skipping over some other stuff, but a little later on, we then have Jesus explaining to them that they're, the people are following Jesus around and Jesus says to them, you're just looking for me because I fed you, basically. Like I gave you everything you could have needed for food and that you don't understand my actual miracles. You don't understand why I'm really here. I'm not here to feed you bread. I'm here to be the bread of life. And so he's trying to explain this to people and he knows they're not going to understand it. But he says in verse 27, do not work for food that goes bad. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. This is the food which the son of man will give you because God the father has put his mark of approval on him. Actually, I'll read verses 28 and 29. So they asked him, what can we do in order to do what God wants us to do? Jesus answered, what God wants you to do is to believe in the one he sent. So when I think about people who are working for their salvation or working for God's approval, it always makes me sad because right here we know that we don't have to work, that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ just by the simple fact that we believe in our hearts then we confess with our mouths that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and that he rose from the dead with all power in his hand. And when we believe this, when we believe this, then we are saved. So this idea that we have to work for God's approval is a lie from Satan. Satan loves to have us exhaust ourselves with doing things that don't matter. And I love that Jesus says in verse 27, don't work for food that goes bad. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. But he doesn't mean work to earn it. He means work to grow your capacity to understand it, which goes back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about how when I saturate myself with the word of God, when I dig deeply into the word of God, I find peace and joy and strength and courage. So when Jesus is talking about working, 
in this capacity, he's not talking about working to gain anything from God. He's talking about dedicating our time and our energy and our effort into staying connected with God. Because we, in our sinful nature, we tend to shut the door on that connection. We tend to close off the Holy Spirit by doing things our own way. And God is polite. He's not going to bust into our circumstance without our inviting him. And so I pray that as we live our holiest, hot mess lives, that we remember that Jesus is our nourishment. He is the bread of life. And he goes on to say later on in verse 48, 47. I'll read 47, 48. I'll, I'll read start in 47. Jesus says, I am telling you the truth. He who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. But the bread that comes down from heaven is of such a kind that whoever eats it will not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I give, will I give him is my flesh, which I give so that the world may live. So people started freaking out, thinking like he was promoting cannibalism and it became a big hot mess. But, but what Jesus is saying here is that when we eat of his word, when we believe in his word, when we believe that he is who he says he is, and then, and that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, that we are saved. So when he's talking about this eternal life, it's, when he's talking about this, um, that we won't die, he's talking about eternal life, that we will live forever in relationship with God in heaven. And I get excited about that. I think that so often during Advent, we are focused on so many different things. I don't want us to lose sight of the fact that Jesus came here humbly in the form of a baby, born into an impoverished situation as far as the manger goes. (laughs) He wasn't born in a palace. And we need to remember that humility as we go through this season and as we continue to interact with people who might not have a relationship with Jesus and might not be in a place to be Christ-like, even if they do have a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, as we live our holiest, hot mess lives, help us to do so rooted and grounded in your holy word. Help us to hold on to the fact, Jesus, that you are our nourishment. You are the bread of life. That you came down from heaven to bless us with everlasting life. And all that is required of us is to believe that you are who you say you are. Help us, Lord, to trust and believe in you, Lord, not just in lips, but also in our hearts and our minds, Lord God, and the way we live our lives and the choices that we make each and every day as we live our holiest hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless.